And welcome to another episode of the Godfather Minute, where me, Alex Robinson, and me, Andy Ramadan, we talk about the Godfather one minute at a time. time. Today we're talking about minute, minute 162. 162. Do you hear like a weird echo? echo? <laughs> I think it's my headphones are doing something weird. <laughs> Let me turn the reverb down, huh? Okay. Is yeah. this any better? Yeah, lower that reverb. Yeah, lower that it's reverb. Too much. Too much. much can't too do much. that. Can't do that. That, that, that. <laughs> Anyway, minute one hundred about the minute, Alex. <laughs> Start what? over. <laughs> minute one sixty-two. <laughs> Did you introduce yourself yet? I said I was Alex Robinson. You said you're Andy Robinson. Got it. Okay, <laughs> Alex. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Oh, sorry. You want it all at once? Yes. Now. Cento sessanta due. Cento sessanta due. You got it. Cento sessanta due. You got it. All right. Mm-hmm. That means 162 in uh, Sicilian. In, a t- in Italian. 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 Mm-hmm. They are different. They are different. Um, well, anyway, here's what happens in minute 162. Um, it's the big finale of the baptism. Uh, we see Cheech gun down Cuneo. Who's the one he guns down? Oh, no, no, no. That, that wasn't Cuneo. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> no matter what scene... <laughs> Cheech is in. He has to deny what's <laughs> being said. <laughs> uh, you know, you're right. It was Cunio. It was Cunio. Yeah. Cunio. Uh, we see Cheech gun down Cunio after trapping him in a revolving door. We see Rocco killing Mr. and Mrs. Barzini in no, bed. It wasn't Barzini. It was Tatalia. No, what I just realized. What? <laughs> Uh, and we also see Sergeant Al murder a chauffeur, a bodyguard, and the fevered anti-communist himself. Don Emilio Barzini. Uh, <laughs> who's laughing now? Yeah. Communist stand-up comedian. <laughs> who, who wishes he was a lawyer now? Who <laughs> yeah. ain't going to be drawing water from the well no more, huh? <laughs> so uh, before, let's go through it in order. First we have... Oh, hold on. I want to read my summary. Okay. Because, you know, I write a summary too for posting on... Uh, oh, on okay. Our, let's hear it. Cheech kills Cuneo. Rocco... Cheech kills Cuneo. Rocco kills Tatalia, mm-hmm. and Al kills Barzini. Al kills Barzini. <laughs> what a minute, right? Yeah. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, no, no, no. No, sorry. It's boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boom. When he kills me. Hey, I'm jumping ahead to our bonus content oh. when we do the Broadway musical. Yes. The, the timpani at the, during the scene, anytime there's a gunshot, mm-hmm. there should be a timpani hit, so it's like boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, uh, boom, I like boom. it. I also request that when Barzini falls down the stairs, it turns it's like a break dance because <laughs> yeah. he almost does like kind of a break dance kind of a fall. But anyway, yeah. we'll get there. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> First, we have the death of Cuneo. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Chichi stepping up. By the way, that's his name. I looked it up. Willie Chichi. Willie Chichi. Yeah, it's like a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, that was no ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> It's called a figure. Um, <laughs> Willie Chichi, William. <laughs> that would be a great. So Cheech used to be, a, or he is now. And at night, he's a ventriloquist, mm-hmm. and his dummy is a is a smaller version of him. Yeah, and his get so Cheech says, "Oh, so um, so little Cheech, 
um, you know, what, what do you what do you think about um, taxes these days? And so the gimmick is the dummy always says, oh, no, 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 those weren't taxes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where he got his thing, that shtick from. I'd what, go see Cheech as a ventriloquist. What I like about that is that it adds another buffer in between Michael and the crime. <laughs> so, like, because you'd have to tell the ventriloquist dummy who would then tell someone else to do the murder. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> can he get the... Can the can the Senate get the dummy to testify? They have a sworn affidavit. <laughs> yeah, like, a sworn, a sworn affidummy. <laughs> a sworn affidavit. <laughs> um, so it was an inside joke when she said, "Yes, yeah, said a whole lot of buffers." <laughs> right, because he was referring, referring to the, the dummy. dummy. <laughs> They're like, "Can we get him to testify?" <laughs> We have specific. <laughs> He's drinking water and doing it at the same time because it's a uh, like a Madrilka dummy. Um, did you know? Did you know? Do we have? Did you know music yet? Mm, like we a jingle. Have, no. What would you do? Mm. No, but you know our listeners could substitute. Did you know? They'll have to sing it over. Okay. What would you do music? Or let's try it right now. Are you ready, folks? Yeah, go ahead. So we're going to play What Would You Do? Mm-hmm. But when you hear those lyrics, sing over it. What is it again? Um, did, were did, you, you, did you know? Or did were you, know? you aware? Did you know? <laughs> were you aware? Those are the <laughs> lamest lyrics ever in a rock song. <laughs> were you aware? <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Anyway, the uh, revolving door was patented in 1881 mm. by uh, Theophilus Van Connell. I hope mm. I'm pronouncing that right. Theoph- Theophilus? I'm not sure. Sounds Greek-German uh, or Greek-Dutch. Yeah. Greek, Dutch-Irish? German-Irish. <laughs> um, and uh, there's an, so they were specifically designed... Uh, when high rises started to become a thing because people would open the door and their wind would go whoosh, gushing from it was mm. it's called the stack effect where the air pressure created by the tall building would result in gusting winds oh wow so they did revolving doors so that would keep the keep them from uh blowing around oh interesting so what you're saying is the revolving door serves as a buffer <laughs> it does in a, in a in a weird way it does <laughs> And um, there's an urban legend that uh, the inventor, there's a legend that the inventor did it, invented the revolving door because he had a phobia about holding the door open for people and specifically opening, holding it open for women. Hmm. So he wanted a door where there was no one to hold the door open. You know, it was always theoretically open. I don't understand that phobia. What do you mean? Like, like fear of spiders, it makes sense. A spider's going to bite you. It's creepy. But what's I don't get the fear of holding a door open for some. Is it a germ thing? I, COVID? I don't know. Well, don't, nowadays, but yeah. in the 50s. No, no well, it doesn't matter that. because it was an urban legend. It wasn't oh, true. Okay. So it, it, that was not a, People said that that's how it was invented, but not true. Hmm. Um, but it did have. Not the, true. It is true that it did get him into the Inventor Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. Which made me wonder, who is the real Andy Robinson? Uh, what would you do, Andy? <laughs> Andy Robinson. I, I don't understand. I'm really confused. What? 
What would I do what? Oh, you didn't let me get to ask the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the question was, if you could be a member of the Hall of Fame, oh. which Hall of Fame would you be a member of? What mm. would you do? Are you going to give me a multiple choice no. or is this it's what, open-ended? Free, free, free oh, form. gosh. Do you want to go podcasting? Well, Do you want to go... Um, you know, my, 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 our Latin scholar, like uh, Peter Crucius from New York. The goofy-looking Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm, I'm, already, I'm already in for that. So <laughs> did I tell you my wife and I are in the Guinness... What is it? Guinness Book of World Records twice. Twice? I'm not kidding. This is a true story. Are you guys those ones on the motorcycle? <laughs> the motorcycles? Hey, watch it. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about that. <laughs> so we are in the... I'm going to get back to the, the Guinness Book of World Records Hey, pictures. watch it. <laughs> no, uh, when, 10 years ago when we moved to Portland, or 15 years ago when we moved to Portland. Jeez, time flies. They're on a Cinco de Mayo. Mm. That, uh, that, that were, means uh, minute number five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to go all the way back. Cinque. Cinque de Mayo. <laughs> Portland was having, down on the waterfront, a, a, um, a Cinco de Mayo big party and they were attempting to break a world record, which is the most number of people wearing sombreros assembled together. Wow! And what was so, the record like? Twenty? Oh, <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was thousands at the time. And so the first, oh, what was it, like three thousand people or something that showed up got a free sombrero. I still have it. Nice. And you got a, even a little card, and you filled it out. So technically, you'd be on the roster. So we did it. We broke the record. Wow. So you just had, did you have to do anything? Like No, just- it was just, we were there and there was a representative of the Guinness Book of World Records there who was monitoring it and they made it official. So was it the funny? kind of thing where there was like a countdown to people entering and you knew how many you had to get or was it just... It was definitely roped off and it was a huge area downtown because it was thousands of people. Right, yeah. And so we, I remember we went in and just had to stay there a while, but it was during a, a Cinco de Mayo festival anyway, so people were partying oh, and sure, hanging out yeah. and stuff. yeah. So that's cool. the first one. Nice. Did you get anything for it? Like a plaque or a signpost or a statue nope. or anything? No. Nope. <laughs> no, but Alex. Well, we did were, you ask for Alex, one? <laughs> I didn't ask, but Alex, we were bigger than Taco Bell. <laughs> so that was the first one. Okay. Congratulations. You can ask about the second one. <laughs> well, I did send it the way you said it was the first one. There was kind of a pregnant pause. So what was the second incident? And I'm not I'm not BSing you. The second one was that world record uh-huh. that I just described was broken less than 48 hours later at a Anaheim Angels uh, baseball game Are in you California. BSing me? I'm not BSing you. And so that whole Portland group, that record we had set got into the book again as the sh- the shortest held world record that cannot because be. it was 20 less than it was less than 48 or 24 hours later that anaheim broke our record it had to be something more specific than that what do you mean because in in olympics people break records like no this is guinness the guinness book of world officially monitored guinness book of world records official events so for not a not a sport related incident yeah, well, I don't know, but but even in sports, are you? I don't follow. You're saying at an Olympic event, multiple people will continually break the records. There, have been, I can't tell you any specific examples, but 
I feel like there must have been times where, okay, in the first race, oh my gosh, someone broke the world record. And mm. then within that time, someone else I see. also broke, broke that person's record. Yeah, because there are multiple runs. If it were one run with everyone doing it at the same time, right. that wouldn't happen. But there are multiple waves, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I can sure. Right. Well, that's what they told us. But, so I'm saying maybe for a non-sporting. I mean, that's why I'm wondering if it had to be broken down into more of a category of like non-sporting maybe so yeah. uh yeah so did you get anything for that one to <laughs> take your old metal back <laughs> yeah we had to give back the sombrero <laughs> that's why there was no signpost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's well that's awesome yeah uh why are we talking about that oh what would i want as a record yes i guess i'd want my old record back <laughs> <laughs> how about you what, what what would you oh or the longest fingernails oh <laughs> well so well this is the guinness book world records this has to be a hall of fame Oh, Hall of Fame. So, like, mm. I, I, there might be a Fingernails Hall of Fame where you yeah. could be the, the longest, you know, you could be the centerpiece of the Fingernails Hall of Fame. Because I guess a Fingernails Hall of Fame, it wouldn't just be the longest. It would also be, like, people who are famous for having long yeah. nails or. Yeah. So. Um, so I do have one, then. My yeah. friend and our Latin scholar, Peter Carucci, we used to play in many bands together. And we would play these long gigs. There would be hours and hours. Mm. And everyone else in the band would always want to quit. But we'd want to keep going. We just yeah. loved it and got the energy to Around. we always schemed about doing the longest show ever and it would be over 24 hours straight Is and that, maybe, maybe that already exists i think we looked it up and it was about 24 hours wow yeah so maybe that that's kind of fun well again that's a record not a hall of fame oh yeah <laughs> i mean it could be in the music like the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could change well, it to what are the record. hall what are the hall of fame what are they then? well there's like sports hall of fame podcasting hall of fame you you know music hall of fame so it's no specific achievement it's just like what kind of category would you want to be all oh, right so it's real generic yeah like do you want to know mine uh, why do you have the bleeping button handy yeah because mine's f***ing that seems like the best category it <laughs> seems like the best hall of fame to be in you know <laughs> you sound like philip tatalia <laughs> Before I get shot down. <laughs> well, he actually is the, he was one of the founding members of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Wait a minute. We, need, we had to assure him that if we, if he paid for it, he would be among the first people to consider. <laughs> what would the, what would the achievement be? Or what would like a lifetime? Well, just be people who are faint, like who are um, renowned and are like world yeah. famous for it. Okay. Or not even world famous, but just among experts, they're famous. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's what I do. All right. Yeah. How do you know you're not already <laughs> on your way? <laughs> if I am in it, it really needs to be upgraded. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to nominate. You know, I'd nominate you. Yeah. E- except that they would be, they would say, oh, you're his brother. How do you, how, you can't nominate him. That's sick. Well, I guess you could testify as to having seen, well, that you could testify as to having seen me. Oh. Because that's how famous I am. I'm like uh, Superman. That's why they call me Superman. (laughs) I'll testify, but only if they have an affidavit. A signed affidavit. But only if I have a buffer. (laughs) (laughs) It would be great. They're going to give you the award for that. And right before they do, I show up. Oh, and then, then you, I... you you get cold feet and you leave. <laughs> and like, wait a minute, who is that man? Will he come in? <laughs> I got my own families. <laughs> I have my own achievements, Senator. <laughs> All right. Well, so, we are way off, aren't we? Yes, we certainly went on a number of tangents. Yeah. There. I got but, a bunch of stuff from the book, but let's talk about the movie. There's this is a fantastic minute. Alex. Are you implying that the movie is different than the book? The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. 
The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. One thing I do like about the Cheech scene is you, the way it's shot. And I wonder how many times they had to do it before, like, it blocked out every part except for Cheech's distinctive bulgy eyeballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you uh, see the, yeah. and then the last thing you see is, like, his eye in the, yeah. in the, in, that isn't, you know, not. He looks like a madman. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And the broken glass. Totally. It's a, yeah. Oh, it's a, just a masterpiece of a, of a scene. I like how Cheech gets the shave. And then even in this minute, right before he traps Cuneo in the revolving door, yeah. he's casually walking up the stairs. He put throws a cigarette down, steps it out, and then keeps going <laughs> up the steps. It's, I, yeah. I get the impression he's doing this to relax or to, yeah, to get in the mindset of what he's about to do. Because then when he does it, he's clearly amped up. Right, but like he's not like he doesn't seem like he's nervous, particularly ahead of time. Yeah, or at least the the things they show seem to imply that he's not nervous. Yeah, he's casually smoking a cigarette, he's getting a shave, he's not like pacing around or sweating. I mean, you could say that maybe like Rocco seems more nervous because they show him like preparing and getting ready, like yeah, carefully yeah. and stuff. Whereas we don't even see Cheech doing any of that stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. So uh, he's he's just uh, he's a pro. Yeah, he's what to call a button man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, I wonder if the newspaper said, uh, oh, Cuneo died of, of uh, multiple broke. gunshot wounds. And then when Cheech was reading that, he said, oh, he said, no, oh, no, no, no. That, <laughs> yeah, was, that was no multiple gunshot wounds. You'd say he died in the traditional doorway of that building. Oh, no, no, that was no traditional doorway. That was a revolving door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of revolving doors mm-hmm. and the phobias about them. Phobia. Uh, phobia? Phobia. That's the plural of mm-hmm. it? <laughs> so a singular is phobium? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, regarding the phobium about uh, revolving doors, uh, I had a similar, uh, not a phobia exactly, but... Phobium. I think I used to live in... <laughs> I um, used to live in New York City. I might have brought this up. And there was a uh, revolving door in our building. Mm -hmm. And we had a doorman in our building. And he would push the revolving door for you. Oh, yeah. Because there was no door for him to hold open. So they would reach in and, oh, it was so uncomfortable. It's awkward, isn't it? It's so awkward. Yeah. Because, and I guess they're like, well, I have to justify my job. I can't just stand here and watch you come in. Yeah. But it's like, just let me do it. It's yeah. the only exercise I get. <laughs> yeah. If I want to get stuck in a revolving door, I don't want you there to help me out of it. <laughs> no, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> you just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <like> pushing so <laughs> Sorry, you're pushing the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Look, kids, there's my apartment. There's the deli. Look, kids, there's a, my apartment. There's the deli. Uh, so the next death we see is um, we see Rocco and his friend bursting into the room and killing uh, Barzini and presumably one of his many prostitutes. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I got to say, I feel like this death is the one I would pick out of all of them. Of Even the- more so than Mo Green's death. Mm, so far, you like uh, the Tatalia death? Well, I mean, 
I kind of, I guess I get the impression that they just finished doing it. Yeah. yeah. So like it's, okay. it's a, it's a great way to have like your last act be that. And then you're like, Oh, now I'm relaxed. Yeah. And then it's just a second of being like, bah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. he didn't lay there bleeding to death for yeah, a while. I but, think, uh, I mean, there were two guys unloading their, yes, and machine their automatic guns and stuff, machine gun clips yeah. on you. So you're dead. Do you think it's a matter of personal preference? Like we see, we see, it's kind of funny now that you pointed out, we see three different guns mm-hmm. used. We don't know how, how Mo Green, I guess, we don't know how he gets shot, what kind of gun it is. Yeah. But we see Clemenza with a, Clemenza with a shotgun. Uh-huh. We see Cheech <laughs> with a handgun. And I guess uh, Al also uses a handgun. Yeah, he, well, he has a policeman's service revolver. Right. And then, but then Rocco has a machine gun. Like he has yeah. the, the classic. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. So that's another reason well, why it's probably better. Cause we know Cuneo yeah. like takes a couple of shots. To yeah. Get killed. Yeah. He's stuck in there. So Took paramedics uh, 45 minutes to get him out. Oh yeah. I guess another good reason to, to shoot him in there is because, <laughs> although I guess they could just, yeah. Cause they can't just like push the door. Cause yeah. then they'll like sliding him all over the place. <laughs> you, you know what? You should, you should be careful what you ask for Alex. Why? Cause I think Cuneo also, had told all the doormen earlier, don't come oh, and open the door right. for me. I'll do it myself. Yeah. I think when he first saw Cheech, that's what he was first yelling. <laughs> He's like, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other question was... Well, to answer your question, well, I do what? think Tatalia was shot multiple times because Mikey wanted assurances that mm, he was dead. I want assurances that I will be killed instantly <laughs> and not linger like some kind of Barzini. Um when Cuneo uh, is getting shot, like we said, mm-hmm. it takes a couple of shots and I purposely made an effort to watch past him mm-hmm. to see the reaction of the people he, who are ahead of him mm-hmm. in the door and they yeah. don't seem to like turn around or anything. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that means they're just really bad bodyguards, whether they're, are they in on it? Did they know this was going to happen? Yeah. Is this sort of like a Paulie situation where they kind of told him, okay, listen, he'll be in the revolving mm-hmm. door and you know, yeah. So we don't know. Oh, I get it. The symbolism of the revolving door. Mm-hmm, because because cr- in GF2, Mikey says the people who work for you, they're they're not necessarily lo- they're only loyal as businessmen. Yes. Remember he says that. So it's like bodyguards could be paid off and and poached. Yeah. And but they didn't look like bodyguards to me. They look like other. It could be, but kind he, of men of power. Or it, I only saw one. That I'm remembering. Yeah. But in either case, they don't turn around and react. No, or, or no. Like I was that. wondering how Cheech gets out of there because he's still on the inside of the building. Right. Well, he probably has. I'm sure he's a professional. He has an exit yeah. route blocked down. It's he, funny because I think of these is all happening oh, in the why, same building. Yeah. Like, you, could just, you could just meet up with, uh, with um, you know, Al outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, they are in the book. They are all on their way to the meeting with Michael. Right. Yeah. That would be funny if they... Uh, no, but they would have been well guarded if by the time they got to that meeting. I guess that's another reason to think that they're all happening at the same time because there's yeah. different gunmen for each person. Yeah. And yeah. they wouldn't want word to get out that. Mm-hmm. that um, well, how about the Barzini death? Um, that's a great scene. Wait, did I have anything else to say about Tatalia? About Tatalia? Uh, no, I guess other than feeling bad for the prostitute who gets who yeah. gets killed. The description of the book of Tatalia's death is awesome. I'll well, save it when we do all the, the well, books. Just tell me now. All right, I got to put on my glasses. Oh, I got to okay, move it. the lamp. Uh, so Barzini. Barzini. So in um, this scene, Al first shoots the bodyguard, then shoots the chauffeur. Yeah. Uh, I by, think the, by this point, Barzini's running back up the steps. Al kneels. Mm-hmm. aims carefully 
looks like he even he even closes one eye to, to really focus, and mm-hmm. then boom, shoots Barzini twice in the back, and then Barzini goes like a rolling. Coward. Yeah, he uh, he goes rolling down the steps. Mm-hmm. Rolling. Yeah. Al fulfilling his lifelong dream of <laughs> killing someone for parking illegally. Well, he got the he got the bonus too. He because uh, <laughs> he got the right to summons and kill the guy. <laughs> I wonder if that ticket was ever like uh like processed or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um oh, we got we got guys on the uh, on the the traffic enforcement payroll. Have that ticket expunged. You <laughs> may like a ticket like that. Um it, I as much as I love the I agree the Barzini death is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. it's a great um stunt. Yeah. And cuz you know it's like a real guy and he's yeah. you know falling on his neck and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the part about shooting the bodyguard and that, that part is so corny. I think it does look a little staged, not as well acted, right? Well, because like he so, shoots them and they, they do that, like oh, and they stand up for a second and then fall, and then it cuts to that shot of them just laying flat yeah, on their back, like laying. they're laying on the ground with yeah. blood. Like it doesn't, it seems too neat for them yeah. to have just falling, laying right on their back. Like yeah. they'd be like crumpled up, or I don't know, you know, like when you see real. Like have you? I'm sure you've seen real crime photos at some point yeah, of like yeah. gangsters who've been killed, and they're not yeah, just yeah. laying like they're laying on a mattress for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it um, does look cartoon like. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but the Barzini <laughs> part definitely distracts. Oh, from he's that, an so. acrobat going down those stairs. Yeah, totally. Boom. Yeah. After all, we're not acrobats. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Barzini's whose is the worst death. Yeah, Mo Green. Of th- oh, of all everyone so far. Yeah. Well, we talked about how Mo Green wasn't so bad. Yeah, he was Mo getting Green's a massage. Pretty easy. Yeah, he might even be second after Tatalia. Yeah, because he gets shot and he lays down like a baby. He doesn't even see it coming. He barely has his glasses on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Barzini gets shot in the back, then fall down. Mm. And he's clearly alive while he's falling because he's because he's putting out his arms to try to brace himself yeah. while he's rolling. That so, might be the worst. And, so, and plus, Barzini had probably the best standing of all the Dons. Mm-hmm. He's not standing anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, had far, I, I, he had the farthest to fall, is what you're saying? Yes, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that. I guess that really. He literally yeah. does have the farthest to fall. Yeah, I guess that's kind of showing. He, he's all the mm-hmm. way up at the top when he shoots him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good shot by Al's part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do. I think Stracci, he was shot by Clemenza's shotgun. Yeah. Probably not bad. Right. Didn't yeah. see it coming. Yeah. Split second. Next twelve gauge. Boom. Right in the chest. You're done. Mm-hmm. And then Cuneo. Uh, that wasn't so good. Yeah, I think his is the second there. worst. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, All right. Let's rate. Let's rate each of these deaths. Barzini. You ready? One. <laughs> I didn't know if five was the best way yeah, to die or the worst yeah. way to die. So um, let's see what else I have What else here. you got? I got stuff from the book. Oh, you want to keep going? Well, I just that when it ends, we also Michael's for finishing his. Uh, oh, so I put the call out to uh, my pre my friend oh, in the priesthood yeah. about uh, either coming on the show or at least answering our questions. Yeah. Uh, which, if you recall, uh, we're about our babies born neutral or our babies born chaotic evil. What's the what alignment are babies born? Does the baptism change the alignment? Yeah, and why that was did, in our bonus content last week. Yes, and mm-hmm. also does uh, Mikey? Mikey seems to be answering on behalf of Michael mm-hmm. Carlos Reese, mm-hmm. and is that part of the is that part of the procedure? But yeah, 
Um, so when that all wraps up, I like that when um, he he uh, Michael rejects all the pumps and uh, mm-hmm. and when uh, the the priest is doing the baptism, you hear the water in the basin going. Bleep, bleep. I never noticed yeah. it before until watching it this t- this time. And then that's at the same time when you see all the blood dripping. So mm-hmm. it kind of adds a nice little. Uh, uh, what is like a tactile, you know, feeling oh, yeah. of the blood dripping, hearing it going, bloop, bloop, yeah, you know, so, up really nicely. Yeah, really good shot. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, so that's all I have. You about know, if it, when Michael was answering, if it's true, he was answering on behalf of the baby, he, yeah. he should have impersonated the baby. I renounce him. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Am I gonna, am I gonna renounce him? <laughs> Michael does sound like he has a bit of a cold in this scene. Yeah. Maybe it's that drafty church. Mm-hmm. So what do you got in the book, in Mario Puzo's original novel, The Godfather? Well, first of all, we don't see Cuneo's death in the book. Mm. Does not ex- Well, it, it does not exist. It's not referenced. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Never happened. Uh, it was an it, illusion created by... Uh, oh, 10th <laughs> level, level master illusionist, Tom mm-hmm. Hagen. Mm-hmm. I'm a 10th level illusion, illusionist, Senator. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe 10 levels from now. <laughs> Page 428, Puzza writes. So this is Bar- This is um, Al confronting Barzini. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Al was already pissed off because his chauffeur tried to shove a $10 bill down his blouse. So in, ad- in addition to parking illegally, he tried to, he tried to uh, put stuff money down his blouse. Yeah. Uh, Puzza writes, Al started walking down the avenue. He had a queer feeling being back in the... Oh, sorry, I'm- I got to jump ahead. Here it is. Neary finished writing in his summons book and gave the driver back his registration and license. Then he put his summons book back in his hip pocket and with the forward motion of his hand drew the 38 special. He put three bullets in Barzini's barrel chest before the other three men unfroze enough to dive for cover. By that time, Neary had darted into the crowd and around the corner where the car was waiting for him. So... In the book, the the big difference is there's a big crowd of people there, and Mm. uh, he didn't get to shoot his bodyguards. Uh, Oh, this is interesting. The car sped up. um, So Neary got away, changed clothing. An hour later, Neary was in the safety of the mall on Long Beach and talking to Michael Corleone. Mm. So he was personally talking to Michael Corleone, I'm assuming because he wanted to personally let him know the job was done. Mm Mm-hmm. So that is Barzini. Tatalia. Uh, okay, it, it did take place in a motel. A motel. A motel, yeah. Of course, Tatalia meets his end in a motel. <laughs> <laughs> so Rocco was there. In the book, it's just Rocco. It's not another guy. Uh, there were two guys waiting for him in the car. Uh, one kick sent in sent its door flying off its hinges, and Rocco sprang into the room. This is great. Philip Tatalia, seventy years old and naked as a baby, <laughs> baby diarrhea. <laughs> it's cute. Philip Tatalia, seventy years old and naked as a baby, stood over a bed on which lay a young girl. Mm. Philip Tatalia's thick head of hair was jet black. Oh, thick head of hair. Yeah. But the plumage of his crotch was steel gray. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit more information than I needed to know, Futso. Classic Futso. Old Silverbush. <laughs> like a ski resort, Silverbush. Silverbush. 
That's great. The, pl- <laughs> the plumage of his crotch was steel gray. That's why they call him the silver fox. <laughs> so I guess he dyes his hair, right? Is that what that means? Uh, or he dyes his, uh, his, <laughs> his crotch. Hair. I need to share He bleaches it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what they say. Gentlemen prefer blondes. <laughs> We're gonna have to use that in the garbage pail kid uh, oh, later yeah. on. In the, uh, <laughs> the plumage of his the plumage, plumage, <laughs> beautiful plumage. <laughs> Tatali's plumage. Hmm. Uh, his body had the soft plumpness of a bird. <laughs> I like he has plumage. He really is like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to wet his beak. <laughs> Rocco pumped four bullets into him, all in the belly. Hmm. Then he turned and ran back to the car, blah, blah, blah. Also in the book, the lady survives. Yeah. They or, don't or say no anything about with... shooting the lady, yeah. which is really odd. Yeah. Huh. I didn't, didn't notice that. Interesting. And then Rocco um, got driven back to the mall. He went in to see Michael Corleone for a moment and then came out and took up his position at the gate. This is almost like turning like a joke. So Al Neary goes and then he reports back to Michael. And then Rocco goes and he reports back to Michael. Oh, well, just, you know what I mean? It's like the same rhythm. And now we know Clemenza is going to have to report back to Michael. Yeah, what's going to be the punch, yeah. Michael? We're waiting on Mrs. Clemenza to, to, to write the punchline for us. Yeah. We'll think about that for next time. Okay. So with the formula, would it be the third guy, Clemenza, who comes and Michael oh, no, I guess it would asks be Cheech. him something? Cheech would be the third because we cause oh, yeah. in yeah. this minute, those are the mm-hmm. three we see do stuff. So yeah, Cheech would be the third. Yeah. Cheech says, hey, boss, I uh, I killed Cuneo for you. Or would uh, would Cheech report to someone else who would report to Michael? Oh, yeah, the dummy do it. Yeah, you just let the <laughs> dummy do it. <laughs> Let the dummy do it. <laughs> whenever you have bad news, I always whenever I have bad news, I always have the dummy do it because always makes it easier for the don to hear from a dummy. <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? You can let the dummy do it. <laughs> Look at you can't even see his lips moving. It looks like the dummy's really talking. <laughs> so, uh, what All about right. Cheech? Does That's it have anything so about great. him? Uh, no, nothing about Cheech and Cunio. Hmm. Uh, let's see. There is an interesting thing in the book that is not in the film. I wonder who uh, Luca Brazzi would have killed if he had managed to survive. Mm, that's right. Probably to, it would probably be Tatalia because that would be nice justice since Tatalia's the one who killed him. Yeah, that he would be getting back at Tatalia. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Pre-war. <laughs> Pre-war. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how well Luca Brasi would shoot um, uh, Natalia, and then he'd be like, "Offer rejected." Because remember, Latin was offered him a a position on the uh, Mm in the in the. uh, He he should always let the dummy do it. (laughs) Fredo, come here! (laughs) Oh my gosh, Cheech with a Fredo ventriloquist dummy, like a little ventriloquist. Oh man! Oh, and he has Fredo. He does all Fredo's lines. Like I'm a stuffed dummy. Drive the dummy to the airport. <laughs> oh, even the dummy steps over Fredo. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Michael's like in the event of my death, I want the dummy Fredo to take over. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boss. Go ahead. You mean your brother? No, 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 the dummy. 
Oh, Michael, who's going to control the dummy? It doesn't matter. Just make sure the dummy. <laughs> Let me worry about that. <laughs> you can have Carlo do it. <laughs> Carlo. Even Rags or Sally. <laughs> Even, uh, what was his name? Wax. Who was the pimp from the last? Oh, right. Was it Wax? It was Wax. That would be a perfect name for a dummy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look it up. All right, Alex, I have something from the book, which is not in the movie. Hmm. And I'm not even going to tell you about it. I'm just going to read. Whoa. Page 426, Puzo writes, Upstate in the city of Buffalo, a small... Oh, I know what's coming. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so let's rate this minute, then. All right, what do you got? Um... How many? many? How many? Do you want to? Do you want to? Maybe for the audience's sake, you should finish that story. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. Page four twenty six. Puzo. I'll just read for a little bit. I'll read like my. Okay. Like, my I'll let you know. I'll let you know when we're done. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Page four twenty six. Puzo writes: Upstate in the city of Buffalo, a small pizza parlor on a side street was doing a rush trade. Mm, that's good. Good for local business. Yeah. Good za. Good za za there. <laughs> As the lunch hours passed, business finally slackened off and the counterman took his round tin tray with its few leftover slices out of the window and put it on the shelf on the huge brick oven. Uh, skipping ahead, there was a young... There's like 13 pages about the, oh, how the, about the bakery it's a whole nother, the pizza. It's a whole nother chapter. <laughs> yeah. The cheese oozed off the pie. <laughs> Sauce, tomatoes, fresh from the garden. In uh, the, Have you ever read the novel Moby, Moby Dick? No. There was, um, there's apparently a part in the unabridged Moby Dick where there's like a 50 page section all about how the whaling industry worked. Wow. And that's that normally it, cut, it gets cut out of the abridged version that oh, people wow. read in schools. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, so that's okay. what this would be a whole thing about the pizza, the pizza parlor, yeah. even though it have no lasting impact. Yeah. On the, uh, well, if anyone's going to do it, Puzo's going that's to. That's true. Mm-hmm. The plumage of pepperoni on the, the pie. He got, he got paid by the word, and the, he got paid by the word and the size of the vagina is described. <laughs> yeah, and the grayness of the plumage of the crotch. <laughs> you can always tell. You always you can always tell Puzo when he's describing something around that genital area. So it's like pubic hair or the size of their sexual organs. It's you know classic Puzo. <laughs> Did you say it before that's why they call Tatalia a silver fox or a silver crotch? Oh, I said silver fox, oh. but that's, a, that's that's good too. Silver fox. I do a lot of silver foxing. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe he'll that. get into the uh, the world right. Maybe he'll get into the Hall of Fame. If 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 <laughs> if he's assured that if he goes through with it, he'd get in, he would gladly try to go for that record. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Puzo writes. There was a young, tough-looking man standing there. The man said, "Give me a slice." The pizza counterman took his. Give me a slice. (laughs) (laughs) The pizza counterman took his wooden shovel and scooped one of the cold slices. (laughs) You're right; he does go into this (laughs) into the oven to warm it up. The customer, instead of waiting outside, decided to come through the door and be served. The store was empty now. The counterman opened the oven and took out the hot slice and served it on a paper plate. But the customer, instead of giving the money for it, was staring at him intently. I hear you got a great tattoo on your chest, the customer said. I can see the top of it over your shirt. How about letting me see the rest of it? <laughs> the counterman froze. He seemed to be paralyzed. Open your shirt, the customer said. The counterman shook his head. Uh, I got no tattoo, he said in heavily accented English. That's the man who works at night. <laughs> 
He the, comes in on Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> the customer laughed. It was an unpleasant laugh, harsh, strained. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was exactly harsh and strained. Nice job. Thanks. Come on, unbutton your shirt. Let me see. It's getting a little creepy. I know, it's weird. <laughs> the counterman started backing toward the rear of the store, aiming to edge around the huge oven. But the customer raised his hand above the counter. There was a gun in it. He fired. <laughs> the, counterman, the counterman raised one of his arms feebly as if to protect himself. The gunman <laughs> said, Fabrizio, Michael Corleone sends you his regards. Mm. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. You remember Fabrizio Alex? Sure. He was the uh he was the one who blew up the car. Yeah. He killed Apollonia. Yeah, he did. He extended the gun so that it was only a few inches from the counterman's skull and pulled the trigger. I'm uh, disappointed they didn't include that. Yeah. It is in one of the deleted scenes, but I thought yeah. it would have been cool in the movie. Do you think totally. at that point people would have just forgotten, like would have been like, wait, who was that guy? Oh, it was the guy from Sicily. Oh, I don't know. I really wonder why they cut it out. We'll have to do some research. I mean, I guess the movie's three hours long, so I'm sure at some point like yeah. the studio was like, you have to cut stuff out. And, yeah, but, and that yeah. truly was a vendetta as opposed to family business. You know what I mean? Right. It didn't further the Cor- – it didn't give the Corleone's family more strength. No, but I did think it would show Michael's attention to detail mm-hmm. that he would yeah. – and that he would be – he would hold that grudge all this time about – Apollonia. Yeah. It opened a nice like closure to the, uh, to the, uh, you like the Beatles, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that song Penny Lane? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know that I, I know, I know, you know that in the original British mono mix, it doesn't have, it has an extra da, 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 yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it would have felt like when I listen to Penny Lane now and I don't hear mm. that, that extra thing to kind of close it up. Mm. That's what it feels like. It's like mm. that lack of, lack of closure. Interesting. So you uh, can't unhear it. I can't unhear it. Mm. So now whenever I watch the movie, I'm like, Oh, this is the scene with Fabrice. Oh wait, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen it enough to think of it every time I watch this sequence. No, of I, I don't think I've ever seen it incorporated into the movie. Mm. Like in the, in the, um, like the, the Godfather epic or anything. Yeah. So yeah, we should watch that sometime straight through. Maybe when we finish this, if we finish this, maybe as a thank you to our Patreons, we'll do a, just a Godfather commentary track. Yeah. That would be fun. The epic. Oh, the epic one. No, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see if we get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I've kind of missed the Fabrizio. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, anything else in the book? That's all I got. How much? Oh, long- except that it's two minutes from now that Mikey catches himself the fish. Mm, well, I was going to say, how many minutes is it until Tessio? Uh, it's two minutes. Alex. Two minutes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You got to get cracking. <laughs> I said I was going to write you those for those Hyman Roth lyrics. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, get we're going to do a rap, right? We'll, are we, we'll we're we going to do the rap duel, a, a rapping duel. Yeah, always two raps there are. So let's mm-hmm. rate this minute. All right, I got mine. All right, I'm ready. One, two, three, four, five. Bigger than you were steel. Bigger than you were steel. Take an obscure Godfather line. That's what they sample, right? That's, you know what? I'm not going to. Obscure line? 
Mm, it's not top 10. Ooh. Are you talking about just God GF2 or GF1? Uh, the whole universe. Uh, you know what we're going to have to do as once we get to the end of this movie? Mm. You and I, as for bonus content, will do our list of the top, each do the top five lines mm-hmm. of we think in Godfather. Yeah, okay. Like a recap. Like, you'll do our that during the credits. Or the most commonly known. We'll do that during the personal, we'll do it during the credits because there's not much else to talk yeah, about. So idea. we'll just do personal yeah. favorites, not like, Okay. Because we've obviously <laughs> argued in the past about what. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, so it's in two minutes. Should we, we haven't played the song yet. Should we play it? Yeah, let's play it. And then we can just um, go yeah. right into the bonus content. Sure, this could be our outro music. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. I do renounce them. Cop on a hit sitcom.